0: You on CuriosityStream, we've walked with dinosaurs, we've explored our prehistoric planet, and we were always told the same story. Extinction came from the sky. But what if dinosaurs survived? Amazing Dino World 2. Watch it now on CuriosityStream. With monthly, annual, and bundle plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com.
1: Welcome to our podcast, I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question, why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about 5.5 million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Well, Neil, uh, here we are. uh, You know, you and I have talked about this many times, and we spent a great deal of time talking us, uh, taking our listeners through the history of all of this. And, you know, we're starting to now deal with Israel in the present day, and we have the opportunity to bring the uh, the, the past and the present together to talk about the future. And today we're going to do just that. We're going to talk about two things, folks. We're going to talk about Psalm 83, Psalm 83, and we're going to talk about uh, a, an ongoing uh, uh, situation between Israel and Israel, and in the present day, between Israel and uh, the Palestinian Authority, and Israel and Iran. And, and we're going to relate that to Psalm 83. So it, it should be an interesting show. And So Neil, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get out my iPhone, and I'm going to turn to Psalm, 9, uh, Psalm 83, and I'm just going to read it. And uh, uh, then you and I are going to talk about it a little bit. We'll spend about 15 or 20 minutes talking about it. And then we'll go to some information about Hamas in a conference they had and what they talked about. And we'll see if there's a relationship. You know, we'll find out. Okay? All right. All right, here we go. So, this is a song or a psalm of Asaph. And Asaph, uh, we, we did some research on him, he was a musician for sure. But he was also a seer or a prophet, so in his worship, and in his music, he prophesied. And so, Psalm eighty-three is an example of that. He did a. a you said eleven?
2: Uh, I think uh, twelve psalms are attributed to
1: Asaph. Twelve psalms. Okay. So here, here, here's uh, Psalm eighty-three. O oh God, do not remain silent. I'm sorry. Do not remain quiet. Do not be silent. And O oh God. Do not be still. For behold, your enemies make an... That's God's enemies, by the way. Your enemies make an uproar, and those who hate you have exalted themselves. They make shrewd plans against your people, that's Israel, and conspire together against your treasured ones, again Israel. They have said, Come, and let us wipe them out as a nation that the name of Israel be remembered no more. For they have conspired together with one mind. Against you they make a covenant. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek and Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre. Assyria has also joined with them. And they have become a help to the children of Lot. Deal with them. This is the prayer. Deal with them as with Midian, as with Sisera and Jabin at the torrent of Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became as dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb and all other princes like Zeba and Zalmunna who said let us possess for ourselves the pastures of God again that's the land O oh my God make them like the whirling dust like shaft before the wind like fire that burns the forest and like a flame that sets the mountains on fire so pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your storm fill their faces with dishonor that they may seek your name O lord let them be ashamed and dismayed forever and let them be humiliated and perish that they may know that you alone whose name is yahweh are the most high over all the earth so neil uh, What's the? This is this is a profound uh, prophecy.
2: Yeah, a lot there, right? Yeah, a lot of strange names too.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? They're they're strangely familiar and familiarly (laughs) strange, as you always say. Right. They don't exactly, you know, they do kind of resound to 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 the present day to me.
2: Right, and you did a good job of pronouncing them, so good for you. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, what do we have here in this? Prophesied conflict uh, by the prophet Asaph. It's very interesting. Uh, for one thing, it's mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. because it has a lot of uh, very specific regions, people groups, kingdoms, areas called out specifically mm-hmm. in that uh, mm-hmm. consortium. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it would be, first of all, I guess, uh, important to say, well, who are these players, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, mm-hmm. that come against mm-hmm. God's Treasured ones, his yeah. hidden ones. I who are these be great. people?
1: I think that'd be great. Okay. Who are, who are they?
2: Well, uh, first of all, we have uh, mentioned first are Edom and the tents of Edom. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting because, uh, uh, as one Bible scholar at least has pointed out, tents uh, seem to indicate uh, or could indicate uh, a refugee status. Oh, living in tents. And sure. if you look at where the palace. Palestinians uh, are housed today, uh, many of them, and for years and years and years lived in tents. Mm. Okay? Yeah. The second thing is Edom is mentioned. So yeah, Edom, Edom is yeah. from the area of Mount Seir, mm-hmm. and Seir is one of the people who've come against Israel in the past mm. as well, mm. this, this uh, Ishmaelite kind of group, subgroup. So we have tents of Edom.
1: Yeah.
2: We have the Ishmaelites, yeah. the traditional enemies of uh, Israel.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, from our past Bible study kind of podcast we did. So, Hang,
1: hang on a second. Oh. Is, isn't Edom, uh, what, Lot? Does that, is that have a connection to Lot, Edom?
2: Well, the Moabites and the Ammonites, who are also mentioned here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are uh, from uh, Lot.
1: Lot, and Abraham as well. Because aren't those some of the nations that he founded?
2: Well... Uh, the Ammonites? Well, the, the Ammonites were from the incestuous
1: relationship right.
2: after Sodom was destroyed by yeah. one of uh, 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 Lot's
1: daughters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And they their offspring were called the Moabites. Oh, and yeah. And the second daughters were called the Ammonites. There you go. And they, inhabited regions right mm-hmm. next to Israel in that mm-hmm. day on the border of what today is Jordan. Got it. So it's very important that these people are called out because we're going to talk about these mm-hmm. are first ring, mm-hmm. first tier, mm-hmm. close neighbors yeah. of Israel who yeah. come in 83. Exactly. So now we have the Ishmaelites, the Moabites, the Ammonites. We have Gabal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, uh, that is from Lebanon, which mm-hmm. is very important, was a city there. Mm-hmm. The Amaleks, mm-hmm. the Amalekites, who mm-hmm. were the traditional enemies of Israel throughout Scripture. Uh, we have Philistia mentioned, which is the Philistines, mm-hmm. which is where we get the term palestinian right, from so right, if you right, want right. to just think or use the term whenever you hear palestine philistine or philistia mm. you would be completely accurate in doing so mm.
1: yeah okay? and i think the uh, i think hamas would agree with you
2: well they do for political purposes yeah, they yeah, often associate yeah. with being the philistines yeah, they say they yeah. are the original yeah, philistines yes yeah. Uh, for political reasons, yeah. they do that. Yeah. We also have Tyre mentioned, which again is in Lebanon. And it says Syria, or Assyria, which is the land of the north and west. So uh, they are very specifically called out in this psalm as mm. who are these protagonists mm. who come against mm. the nation mm-hmm. of Israel.
1: Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so the the purpose of this uh Psalm is Asaph is, is is prophesying, right about what what will happen, and and uh, praying in worship to God to protect Israel, right?
2: Right, right, exactly, right. Um, it's it's known as an imprecatory prayer, meaning I'm, I'm I'm pouring out my soul for help and for deliverance uh, because it's so similar to a, a, a much more famous conflagration or upheaval in this Mm. continuous warfare Mm. uh, from Ezekiel 38-39 other places in Ezekiel 37 Mm. leads Mm. up to it Mm -hmm. Uh, people conflate these two wars Mm. uh, these two upheavals Mm -hmm. uh, often and that's important not to do that because we just read that here in uh, Psalm 83, this, this upheaval, this conflagration, they specifically mention people that are not mentioned at all uh, in the Gog-Magog war, as it's called, Ezekiel 38, and that's very important. They're mentioned here by name as coming to destroy the treasured ones, wipe out Israel, but in the other war, they're not mentioned at all, and that's crucial to understand that difference.
1: hmm Very interesting. You know, I was looking at uh, verse eight, and it talks about they have become a help to the children of Lot. So, uh, but deal with them as with Midian. Talk about that. What, what is the what, what did uh, what did God do with Midian? Right. So uh, everybody should know that. Well, but. for our
2: purposes, uh, we have when uh, Gideon destroyed in the Book of Judges yes. uh, the, the invaders of Midian. Yes. Uh, and it talks about some of these names that you read and did mm-hmm. a good job, actually, mm-hmm. when it talked about Sisera, the general to mm-hmm. Jabin. I, he mm-hmm. was a king at uh, Hazor, as I recall. Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. I'm right about that.
0: Yep. New on Curiosity Stream, we've walked with dinosaurs. We've explored our prehistoric planet, and we were always told the same story extinction came from the sky. But what if dinosaurs? Survive. amazing Dino world 2 watch it now on curiosity stream with monthly annual and bundle plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com uh,
2: these were uh, players these were characters in that uh, assault of the Midianites in the book of judges as recorded how Gibeon defeated them why that's important Jeff is because some people depending on how you look at the Bible, or something as prophetic as this Psalm eighty-three Psalm, they say, well, because those people have come against them in the past, it's done away with. Mm-hmm. In other words, we can see that uh, uh, under Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles twenty, some of this group had done like a pre-show of this invasion, and mm-hmm. they were defeated. Mm-hmm. We can also see that uh, Seir Edom synonymous Mm -hmm. Uh, Moab and Ammon had come against uh, uh, Israel in the past as well and so some people if they have a historicist view which means you look at things as already been fulfilled or Mm -hmm. completed or Mm -hmm. done we don't do that for a number of reasons we say those were all pictures and types which uh, we always try to explain to understand scripture you must know that there's a culmination of everything the finale but there's all kinds of Continuing pictures, types, and events, names, numbers, dates, locations, and, and
1: a really great example of that, Neil. Uh, during the Ottoman Empire, it was an Islamic war, wasn't it? Was it not?
2: Well, they they were, they were very much, uh, uh, yes, they are y- Islamic, yeah, uh, for sure, yeah. Uh, They were called the sick man of Europe for for Mm -hmm. a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they controlled... The Middle East. Yes. They controlled
1: the Middle East. Right. And when they controlled the Middle East, Israel was, in a sense, no more. Correct. Jerusalem still existed. Correct. Occupied by Jews. Correct. Still. That's right. Not controlled, but occupied. Yes, indeed. We talked about Hebron in the last episode. Always the oldest oldest, uh, Jewish uh, residence. Okay. So all of that is, you know, is uh, Jerusalem never did not exist. It's always existed. There's always been Jews there. Right. Right. But the Ottomans or the, or the Turkish Empire controlled it for a, a long time.
2: Yeah, for, for about uh, almost 500 years, yeah. I think. And, yeah. and before that, many other empires, including the Christian Crusader Empire, yeah. controlled yeah. Uh, it for uh, 200 years.
1: So here's my point. This is a very powerful point. Uh, folks, I want you to hear this because we're, we're looking at this psalm here, Psalm 83, right? So Israel is basically dormant, okay, as a nation. It's dormant for a really, 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 really long time. 2,000 years. Right? And then, all of a sudden, something happens in the world, right? right. There's an awakening of interest in Israel, right? And World War Two happens, right? And... Uh, France is involved, and England is involved, and yada, yada, yada. The next thing we know, Israel is back in 1948. Correct. And here's the key. Immediately, these same nations rise up against it.
2: Yeah, that's the 1948 war.
1: Immediately. That's right. These very nations that's in Psalm 83, um, and, and like them, and nations like them rise up against Israel and try to crush it. Right, right away. Yeah, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So, uh, so it's there's no. I mean, if you don't get that, this is Psalm eighty three, right? Right. And they've been doing it, off and on, right? Yeah. Sixty seven war, the Yom Kippur war, precisely. Trying to eliminate it. That's right. And in uh, Iran's nuclear program is all about. That's right. Vaporizing Israel.
2: Yeah. Right. And so what you're saying is exactly correct in that uh, historically we can see that whenever the Jews, mm-hmm. the Israelites, mm-hmm. the, 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 the DNA of the promise controlled yeah. the land, yeah. uh, the enemies rose up to rose destroy up them. immediately. Now, you can ask yourself theologically, why would that be? Yeah. We won't get off on that right, necessarily. Right, right, but right. the fact of the matter is, uh, Jerusalem has never been the capital of any people group but
1: the Jews. But the Jews.
2: It has only been the capital of the Jews. Now today, the tents of Edom, if you will, the Philistines, if you will, uh, the Palestinians want to make Mm -hmm. Jerusalem their capital, Mm -hmm. but it has never been the capital of any people group, even when the Jews were uh, occupied by foreign Gentile armies. Interesting. Yeah, so you have to say that Jerusalem has only been entrusted to the Jews uh-huh. to have that, pow- that power of control over the holy city. It's wow. never been given to any other group.
1: Any other, any so other group?
2: even in your reference of the Ottomans, yeah. while they controlled the overall and yeah. much more area, yeah. right? Jerusalem was a backwater Village of poverty right. <laughs> that was made up of Jews, Christians, mm. and Muslims mm. in equal numbers. In equal and numbers. we know that from reading accounts sure. of, of people who traveled the land in those days and said, man, it's a denuded area. Mm. There's nothing here. Nothing mm. grows. It's mm. a backwater province. Mm-hmm. It's a nothing. What's, mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. promise? <laughs> so as we've said before, when people in that day say the turn of the century saw Israel, you can't blame them for saying, there's just no way this could ever be this vibrant economic powerhouse with this powerful military. It could never happen. It can never
1: happen. It can never happen.
2: But as we said, Ezekiel says, Mm -hmm. can a nation be born in a day? Can these dry bones Mm -hmm. from the Holocaust Mm -hmm. of Europe, Mm -hmm. the Gentile Mm -hmm. nations, can they live again? Mm. And... So for our purposes, while Psalms 83 has many correlations to past wars and events, it has many correlations to the Gog-Magog war of Ezekiel, it is a standalone, separate conflagration in this continuing assault.
1: It's continuing. Yes. It's yes. a continuing assault until the end of the end. Correct. Right? Correct. And so when we, we read this, we, we are, uh, in a sense, making the text alive— and saying no 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 it's still going on and we're going to talk about in, in a minute or so we're going to talk about uh, a, an actual document from Hamas oh yes mm-hmm. that proves right that this is still going on
2: well it's it's as we said it's a mindset it is a spiritual uh, understanding of uh, The world, if you will. I I always refer to it as our ant farm, our snow globe, this little place in the cosmos in this dimension, in this dimension that we're bound by that uh, we understand and we try to make sense out of it. And you have conflicting viewpoints. You have Mm -hmm. what we call uh, Mm -hmm. uh, a sons of light Mm -hmm. from the Dead Sea Scrolls, if you will, uh, uh, a Judeo-Christian God, uh, overarching God Most High as... uh, 83 says that they'll know the Most High, Yahweh, over all the earth. All the earth, yeah. Or what's called the Sons of Dark, who also think they are the righteous ones, because it says they think they're the righteous ones. Mm -hmm. But they want to destroy, wipe out, and uh, utterly obliterate the remembrance of the people called Israel or Jews and the land called Israel.
1: So here's here's a conflict for us in the psalm for a Christian. Okay, it's in verse 17. Let them be ashamed and dismayed forever and let them be humiliated and perished that they may know that you alone whose name is Yahweh. Yeah. That they may know that you alone whose name is Yahweh are the most high over all the earth. Not Allah. That's the conflict, right? One 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 would say Allah, the other one would say Yahweh, right? And It's one or the other. They are both saying, right? They are both saying that one or the other is the most high. right? And and at some point, it's going to be sorted out.
2: The point of this psalm is that while these nations are definitely, in our day, Islamic nations, Mm -hmm. it could have been, just for the sake of uh, hypotheticals here, that say uh, Hindu God and... They yeah. were yeah. Uh, reigned supreme, and they were the ones surrounding Israel today. That or an is,
1: Egyptian guy.
2: Or Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. But, right. but for our purposes, we can see a lining today mm. very clearly mm. by any secular account mm. that these Islamic nations are there. Mm. They're surrounding Israel. Mm-hmm. They're the first tier, first ring people yeah. that are specifically called out in this uh, psalm. So the fact is that's a coincidence there's all kinds of yeah. <laughs> competing thoughts uh, out there and all kinds of gods to follow but what does the psalmist say here who was a prophet yeah and who was prophesying yes. in his prayer in his prayer. and in his worship in to his worship. God
1: yes and that's that's that, that's why we're talking about Psalm 83 folks is because it's a prophecy that has legs even today and we're you know we're, we're talking about that so uh, we're going to switch now hmm. to uh, to a text uh, that is a quote. Th- what we've done is we there was a um, Hamas funded conference uh, that occurred, and we we pulled some quotes out uh, that are not uh, taken out of conflict context uh, in, in this in the sense that there's there the context is actually supporting what these quotes say. So they're pulled out of the text. Uh, as the point that the context makes.
2: Yeah, it's It's not the whole article.
1: Not the whole article. But we we aren't taking them out of context. That's important.
2: But the mindset and and the purpose and the plans Mm -hmm. fit entirely
1: with Psalm 83. 83. So we have
2: the present-day mindset and intent.
1: Exactly. So the conference is titled, the Hamas conference is entitled, The Promise of the Hereafter. Well,
2: why let's just say that again. What's it called?
1: The promise of the hereafter. Well,
2: wait a minute. We j- we know the promise is toward Israel, right? Well, toward the Jews.
1: That's exactly right. Oh. So we're talking about here. So <laughs> the battle for the liberation and the return to Palestine has become closer now than ever before. That's from that's from the conference. The battle for the liberation and the return.
2: they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba
1: life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. ...to Palestine has become closer now than ever before.
2: So they think it's imminent, Jeff. They think
1: it's imminent. So right? if we're
2: reading this psalm... Yep. And they think it's imminent. They
1: think it's imminent. What are they reading? I mean, they got it. They got the same. Why
2: are we thinking maybe it's done away with and it's not it, imminent?
1: It might be because it's prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> so the conflict did not suddenly break out. The resistance had prepared for it with years of planning, training, military and intelligence development. That's a quote, okay? That did not just break out. The resistance. The Palestinian resistance has prepared for it with years of planning, training, and military intelligence development. The wider conflict with Israel, he said, can end only with the implementation of the promise of victory and control that Allah gave us, gave us. So they believe that they've been given by Allah victory and control over Israel already.
2: Right, which, again, fits with what we're reading about. What are reading about. They're coming to right. attack us, to They're wipe coming, us yes, out.
1: Yes, exactly. So the liberation is the heart. Liberation is at the heart of Hamas's strategic vision, it says, that speaks of the full liberation of Palestine from the sea to the river, which is the river...
2: Well, that's a way of uh, often referring to the land of Israel from the sea to the river. We... We, and the Bible seems to make it clear, it's one part at least of the Euphrates.
1: Euphrates, okay. With Jerusalem as its capital. Now, I want to spend some time on this, okay? Jerusalem, right, is the name God gave the city. Right. It means God's peace. Yeah, the city of peace. The city of peace. And they're going to use a, a Jewish capital, and they're going to call it by its Jewish name, its Hebrew name, Right? Well they're referencing they're gonna
2: they're gonna rename the city. You think they will? Yeah, they refer to it as a different name even now I think. Oh they do, okay. Uh, But but the fact is, even though they're calling it Jerusalem because that's the way it's referred to today and Uh it's known globally as Jerusalem. I see. It matters not for their purpose. Their intent is still to take that land, that Uh area, that Uh place where Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. Yeah. And usurp it for their purposes, and wipe out any vestige of Jewishness of both the holy city and the land in its entirety for themselves.
1: By the way, folks, we will we will link the entire document that this comes from on face on our Facebook page after this broadcast. Okay, so uh, it says we are sponsoring this conference. Hamas says. Because it is in line with our assessment that victory is nigh, or imminent, right? So they're co-opting the promise of God to Israel concerning the extent of its borders. Jerusalem, of course, nothing more need be said. All God's promises are entirely hinge on Israel being in and controlling the Holy City. All of God's promises, all of Yahweh's promises, Entirely hinge on Israel. By the way, all of these promises were made before the founding of Islam in 600 A.D. Right? Yeah. So, so we're we're you know, uh, Islam is saying that that is all wrong, and that Islam is is has got it right. That's interesting. So, so Neil, this this is uh, quite an amazing amazing document. But the key is that you said is that it's evidence that Psalm 83 isn't done.
2: Right, it's not done because we see it about to uh, um, conflate, as you just said right now, in the conflagration I mean, an an uptick just by their own very uh, words that one of the people uh, mentioned here in Scripture in Psalm 83 is one of the ones who uh, funded this conference, promoted this conference, and said... The victory is nigh. So in other words, those who would say, well, Psalm 83 through Asaph the prophet's done away with it, was done, it's recorded in Chronicles or wherever, those people. Not according to the participants who are enumerated in Psalm 83, according to what they think, it's about to blow up.
1: Right, and in the Psalm, right, in the Psalm, it's, it quotes them, right? It, it says, it says, they have said, come and let us wipe them out as a nation, that the name of Israel be remembered no more. And then it goes on in the conference, you quote it, it says, the minute Israel collapses, the interim government's security apparatuses must put their hands on the data regarding the agents of the occupation in Palestine. They call, they call the Jewish state an occupation Of Palestine in the region and throughout the world and discover the names of the recruiters the Jewish and non-Jewish in the country and abroad this is invaluable so they're gathering intelligence the minute the minute Israel collapses according to what their desire is this is important information will enable us to pursue and and, and it says in the Psalm let us cut them off from being a nation so folks I think it's pretty pretty plain that this uh, this uh, conflict uh, between Israel and uh, its enemies that's written about in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, is not done. And as I said a minute ago, Israel was diminished to virtually nothing for 500 years. The minute they reform, they're trying to kill them. They're trying to destroy it.
2: Right. So we've had, from the Roman destruction of Israel, virtually with the destroying of the temple, Mm. uh, virtually we've had 2,000 years of the times of the Gentiles. Mm. Various occupation Mm. forces, you pointed out, Mm. the Ottomans, but Mm. various people have occupied the land. Never has Jerusalem been a capital but under the Jews. Mm -hmm. But I think the important thing is to say there again, as the psalm says and as They're saying in their conference, wipe out the nation. Mm. It's a nation. It's not just people scattered abroad. It's not a few people hunkered down. It's a nation with all the apparatus of a nation, government, financial uh, system, uh, uh, all the other resources that go with nationhood. And we've seen a nation born in a day, basically from 48 until today, where Israel, against all odds, never been done before, ever in the history of all humanity where a people group stayed with their own identity, were not intermingled, came back to a defined geographic area, and as the prophet said, the land would be blessed when the people come back. And today we look at this economic engine, this powerhouse of Israel, this military powerhouse, this scientific uh, medical powerhouse, all as a nation that... Uh, this group, this confederacy, this alliance says, we shall wipe out, and it calls them scum, we shall wipe mm. out this scum mm. who mm. usurped our Philistia, mm-hmm. our Philistine nation, mm. and will revert it back to a cleanly Philistine mm. nation. Amazing. So we have these... Competing it's, powerhouses of it's amazing. It's,
1: it's and and Neil, just if you look at it with common sense, as I'll just say, when I look at it with common sense, I'll own it. When I look at it with just common sense, I would say to if if I were uh, Iran or uh, Iran or Syria or Egypt, or, or you know any of the bordering nations, Jordan, any of the bordering nations. I would I would go to Israel with an open hand and say can you help us become like you?
2: Well, that's what is promised. That's what I would do.
1: That's what we, Just using common sense. That is the promise we have uh, <laughs> for a
2: far future date uh, unfortunately after a great number of conflagrations including yeah. 83. Yeah. You're referring to Iran because they figure yeah. so prominently yeah. in the Gog Magog yeah. war. right. But uh, as we also have pointed out Jeff and and it really is important based on what you said I all these Armies around Israel today that come Mm. in this Mm eighty-three are Iranian proxy Mm. armies. Yes. So while this, why do you call
1: them proxies?
2: Because they are they do the bidding of. They're not uh, 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 in the Iranian military scheme, right? But they're funded by Iran. Mm -hmm. They're taught by Mm -hmm. Iran. Mm -hmm. They their Mm -hmm. overlords are Mm -hmm. Iran and Mm -hmm. their military. Mm -hmm. So it's what it's what's known as a proxy. In other words. For all intents and purposes, you are a proxy army of Iran, mm. but you you do not wear the Iranian uniform, you, and so on. But all the funding, all the weaponry, comes from Iran, and it comes to all these surrounding countries, this first ring sub, uh, first ring circle of Israel, and it also bears interest in that in this article, they specifically point out we're going to need help from Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan who must participate. Well, that is a handful of some of the people specifically identified in Psalm 83.
1: It is. It so
2: is. So while they're Iranian, and it might be for another show, that is the Gog-Magog conflagration, yeah, this is one upheaval yeah. in the continuing upheaval. Mm-hmm. And as you said, why wouldn't they use common sense? Well... <laughs> If your worldview is that you are right and they are wrong, right, you right. only have the two choices you enumerated. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. then the demon, mm-hmm. the fallen angel, yeah, Satan, must be amen. more, more yeah. powerful than yeah, my God. That's right. That's yeah. unacceptable, yeah, that's just right. like it would be for us. Yeah. Or maybe more dastardly, their version is correct in that the real God is with them and we're following a false God. And that's equally as unacceptable. And hence, you have the unrelenting contest between these opposing cosmic viewpoints that inevitably have to crash, have to uh, come into conflict. And Psalm 83, again, is one of those upheavals in this vast, Mm -hmm. continuous struggle for Jewish survival. Because for our point, Jeff, as you pointed out, as believers in the Jewish documents that comprise the Bible, yes. if anything happens that contradicts them, in other words, if this plan by whomever, Islam, leftists, whoever who wanted to destroy Israel, mm. came to fruition, mm. all of the promises that we hold dear and hope for as Christians would be to none effect. Mm. They would be done for. Mm. It all hinges on the fact that the Messiah, Jesus, comes back to a Jewish Jerusalem, to Jews who call out Baruch Habah B'shem Adonai, right? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. All of the promises, all of the salvific, salvation promises hinge on that fact. Why do you think it's the central uh, epicenter of the Cosmic conflict, of which Psalm eighty-three is one of the high points. One that of jumps the high up.
1: points. Christians, followers of Jesus, in this audience right now, you may disagree. Com- you know, you may have these different different views of end times. Blah blah blah. I mean, you may. It's fine, but you have to look at yourself. And, you know, and if you're sympathetic to the Palestinians, God bless you. I mean, it's, it's, it's an awesome thing. I don't want anybody to be harmed unnecessarily, but you know, in, the, in war, people die. And when you fight one, it's not clean. It's messy. Uh, but my point is this. If you, if you have all these different views, when you read the last two chapters of Revelation the revelation of john when you read the last two chapters you have to ask yourself is this future is this going to be and if you agree and most i haven't run into a christian yet who thinks that the last two chapters have already happened <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty mystical it's pretty amazingly wonderful what happens if you believe that then you have to say what's the name of the city that comes down from the sky it's named Jerusalem. Yeah. It's named Jerusalem. Correct. Yeah. City of peace. It's named Jerusalem. The Hebrew name. It's the name. It's it's going to be that city.
2: And while it is much larger and far more <clears throat> mystical, yeah. it also comes down on or usurps to over the same, the same spot. spot
1: right? The Holy of Holies <laughs> right. will be the same. Right. Holy of Holies.
2: So, as you said just now... Uh, I haven't met one Christian who thinks that's happening yet. Uh, You're right. And we know there's a number of conflagrations. So we're just pointing out that there is one to come Mm -hmm. soon. And as one Bible scholar, we talked about this. He he calls them the here now prophecies. And he refers to them as there's no preconditions that need to be set. We're ready, at least as recorded by Asaph. Mm -hmm. This conflagration with Psalm 83 is... A here-now prophecy, as he calls it. It can happen now. The Ezekiel-Gog-Magog prophecies, where none of these belligerents Mm -hmm. are listed, is there's a number of things in that prophecy that have to yet transpire Mm -hmm. before that could be a here-now. So, in other words, Psalm 83 is a here-now. That doesn't mean this afternoon or tomorrow, even, although we don't know. We don't know. But there's nothing that needs to be there's nothing in that the recording that says oh, but that's still out of line so that has to happen oh but that's not lined up so that has to happen
1: in in fact the opposite is true as you read the song right it's it, 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 it clearly can be and sh- and and I think will be but here's here's something here's something I want you to think about the name of the show is Israel why does the Middle East matter and if this show this show show all by itself hasn't proven to you that the middle east matters and israel matters i mean we we're, this is just the beginning we got a lot more to cover but israel and the middle east matter to god it's the beginning and the end the beginning and the end of all things for god and and the beginning and the end and the beginning again right <laughs> a new beginning right that region is where it's going to be.
2: Yeah, it's where all of this uh, mindset started. Yep. It's where it all culminates. Yep. So, and restarts.
1: And restarts.
2: So uh, just as the globe is circular, uh-huh. and the, mm-hmm. the, the the idea of God and yep. the uh, knowledge of God flowed yep. out of Jerusalem and yep. went and encompassed the world, yep. it's now coming back yep. around yep. the globe. Yep. That idea of circularity or continuous. As opposed to a linear timeline, mm-hmm. that's what we keep trying to convey to our audience. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were pictures and types in former wars. Mm-hmm. That's not the culmination. Mm-hmm. It is circular. Mm-hmm. We see it again and again and again mm-hmm. until one day, in a in a future time, all that is prophesied will have happened. It will have come to fruition in a in a culmination of events, and that is what we're looking for. Uh, in the seventh day, as we've called it, In the, the seventh, seventh day, thousand years, yes, 7, the, the, the years. end of six thousand years, the, the the seventh day, mm-hmm. where Jesus, our Messiah, rules from this holy city, Je- mm-hmm. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, and that's why it's important. Again, wow. if enemies of that concept can win, all of our promises are to none effect. Mm-hmm. We have been mm-hmm. defeated both mm-hmm. physically and spiritually we and have not, no hope
1: it's it's not a question of will god win or not yahweh will win it is he does win it is going to be but for us for us the church we have the opportunity to limit outcomes to limit casualties to limit death to help to help uh, god because we are his servants we are for him to help him in Explaining even to Muslims, so they understand. We can we we can help them improve their understanding. We 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 can we can change how people think about this, and that's what we want to do, so that they understand it truthfully, so that we limit the damage. God doesn't want anyone to perish.
2: That's correct. Anyone, uh, uh, unlike other uh, 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 ideologies that say uh, God would like to kill and destroy yeah. unbelievers. Yeah. God not shows extraordinary patience yeah. because yeah. those of us who have believed yeah. and gone through our yeah. own hells yes. Yes. have wondered, why don't you bring it to an end? And yet he keeps yes. reaching out. And it's important to, to realize uh, although Iran is not mentioned here that uh, and, and there are mentioned they are the prime player it seems like mm. in Ezekiel. Here, it's their proxies who are the prime players, mm-hmm. mentioned, that in Iran today, they say there's the biggest explosion of belief in the whole concept of Judeo-Christian ideology of Messiah, salvation, an, a God most supreme who mm-hmm. loves Israel, mm-hmm. who has a plan for mm-hmm. redemption, mm-hmm. and is long-suffering before he brings these judgments. Mm -hmm. So that's important, what you just said, that Mm. even though these are cataclysmic and horrible, and they will be horrible, uh, the purpose of knowing about these wars is not just to know horribleness is coming, and they deserve it, and (laughs) I'm saved, I'm out of here, and too bad for you. Yeah, not uh, uh, at all. Jesus said, uh, Jeff, as we talked about before we started, he, he said, I have told you that in this world, you will have tribulation. Yes. Uh, But he said, I have told you so that you will have peace. Yes. Because at least you've been foretold. He's gone to great lengths in the documents to explain it, to tell you so that you can psychologically at least know, yes, yes, I'm suffering. Yes, I may even Mm. die, Mm. which is abhorrent to all human Mm. beings, Mm. death and and destruction. Mm. But Jesus says, I want you to know I have not abandoned you. I have not forsaken you. You're going to go through this, but it's so you'll have peace, and so you will know.
1: Contact us. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you. We want to go on our Facebook page and and like us and and, uh, look at the full text from this uh, uh, Hamas-funded conference. Uh, I think you'll really, really, really like it. Uh, So uh, be at peace, folks. Until next time. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.
0: I've